Michael had seen him before, in the portico, talking to three small boys, one of whom had held a soccer ball. The boys, as far as Michael could make out from the dialect, had been asking him questions about the wedding, and he had been asking them questions about soccer. Michael had made it a point not to look too long at the young man. It would be distracting when he should be concentrating on other matters. But he did remember feeling sorry for the groom, who couldn't possibly equal, much less surpass, the beauty of this presumed usher or best man. The bride would, at the sight of him, repent her decision, or at least realize at a very crucial moment that she was settling for decidedly inferior goods. It wasn't just the soft, fair hair and the soft, fair skin— nor was it his soft brown eyes or soft fair lips. It was the quiet way he had been talking to the younger boys. There had been a tender patience in his voice, and on his face an eager sweetness. Michael had quickly paid the tribute that his beauty's due, an amalgam of awe, envy, exhilaration, and lust, with a strong dash of covetousness thrown in, and continued on into the basilica. But this was not one of the ushers. This was the groom— he was Peppino Spagagna, Michael's presumptive nephew. And there were no ushers, any more than there were any bridesmaids. This was not what he'd expected. Rosalia Atanese, the bride, was now almost halfway to the altar. The ceremony was about to begin, and the uncle from Rome had not yet made his appearance. But Michael waited another moment so he could look more closely at the bride. He was hoping she'd be very beautiful, dark and luminous, with perhaps a proud modesty. She would wear the near-sorrowful smile of the conqueror, reflective and anticipatory. Yet she would glow with consent, she would advance with stately grace to the man she was destined to raise from the dust with all her cherishing and with all her sly intelligence. If Michael was to play a supporting role, he at least hoped for the main characters to be worthy of the artistry he was prepared to bring to his comprimario part. The groom was acceptable indeed, but the event in general, with the drab congregation, the dusty mustard-colored walls, the ancient sarcophagi as the only offered decoration, required an equally superb bride, an added assertion of the glories of the flesh to bring into perspective the supreme austerity of the surrounding stones. Now Michael could see her, one arm looped into that of her father, or her grandfather. Her bearing was stately yet easy. She was indeed beautiful, more beautiful than even he had required. She was indeed dark and luminous, with, no doubt about it, a proud modesty. Everything his imagination had demanded had been granted, and more besides.